I found I figured out uh I drink a lot on our on our show. Like whenever <laughs> I'm not talking, you see me drinking something. And I and I have a plethora of drinks that I will go through throughout oh, the show. I kind of want to make it a running gag now. Crack open some liquid death. I, what is liquid death? Anyways, is it water? Uh, it's water. This infinitely recyclable can of stone-cold sparkling water came straight from the Alps to murder your thirst. When a group of teenagers set off <laughs> into the mountain for a weekend of drinking regular water in plastic bottles, they became hunt, hunt, hunted by an aluminum can of the mountain water that was dead set on murdering their thirst and recycling their souls. Once cracked open, no thirst is safe from liquid death. After ritualist after ritually dismembering its thirst victims, this brutal can of water used the severed body parts of the dead thirst to build itself a flesh suit in which to disguise to get a job in marketing. But liquid death, <laughs> but liquid death never took the job. It just murdered a bunch more thirst instead. Ingredients, mountain water, and CO2. Cheers. We're talking about marketing today, so I kind of feel like this is a great intro role. Are we ready to go? I'm giving Eric a heads up today before we start because he usually gets mad that I start off with going, What's up, everybody? Welcome to the All Things MSP podcast. I'm your host, Justin Eskar, with OG host Eric Anthony. And today we have a special guest, El Presidente Extremo of Rialto Marketing. I made up his title. He's the owner and president of Rialto Marketing, (laughs) Mr. Tim Fitzpatrick. Eric, Tim, how are you today, gentlemen? I'm rocking, man. I'm ready to dig, ready to dig into this. Yeah, Eric. sounds great. Eric, what's going on? It's been a week since we last talked. How 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 are we looking in the MSP world? How are things? Oh, in the MSP world, I think it's great. I mean, we obviously there's been some breaches this week, which is kind of normal. Um, on a personal note, I did cancel my uh, Dollar Shave Club membership this week. Oh, and, <laughs> and and by the way, the reason this is important, the reason this is important, and the reason it ties into marketing, right, is because the reason I did it was because they changed out the razor, like without telling me. I mean, I did go back and find a couple of emails, but they just decided to give everybody else a new razor. It sucks. Oh, no. Okay. And it sucks all over online. Like everybody's complaining about this thing. (laughs) It is a customer experience nightmare and a PR nightmare that quite honestly, I don't know if their subscription based business will recover from. I used to be a dollar shave club member. And then I just stopped shaving. I also, I, I, they're marketing the, the original CEO. I don't know if he's still there. Marketing genius. The way he sold dollar shave club, the way he sold uh, his his other product, dude wipes, uh, also great marketing. I, I'm I'm shocked and saddened to hear this. Um, but luckily we have someone here who could talk about marketing if we want to talk about <laughs> dude wipes instead of MSP stuff. Now we'll stay on target just for just for you, the listener, because we love you. If you can't see me doing it because you're not watching our YouTube video, go to youtube.com slash at Eric Anthony and see me do hard hands. Something Otherwise like you can that. hear me. Yeah, or you can just hear me doing hard hands. Uh, we have a special guest, Tim's here. Tim's from Rialto Marketing. We're going to talk a little bit about marketing for MSPs. Uh, we've covered a lot of stuff about marketing recently. Uh, it's, it's almost getting to the point where like, that's all we're going to talk about. I promise you it's not, but it is such a huge part because as MSPs, like 
we're so used to being like fix the printer like whatever but you know this goes back to the whole reason why this podcast exists which is talking about uh working on your business as opposed to in your business and marketing is such a major part of it because at least for me whenever i ask potential members to come to the conference i'm putting on or some of the other things i always go like what do you want to learn about and they always the answer is always uh get more leads right how do i get more clients how do i get more leads and it's it's and it's been that way for years years and i think it's just because uh we as msps need to understand that we need to dedicate i'll throw some percentage into our time 25 i don't know we'll get into that in a second but like some percentage of our time straight up on marketing and so there's no better person here to have than tim tim our backgrounds look like they're connected now that i'm seeing this in the screenshot yeah uh, <laughs> i was right. noticing that yeah, like we ran out of a little bit. We ran out of brick, and then we went, and then we went to like, and then I got yeah. the crappy vinyl version of it. Um, see, this is why you gotta check it out and subscribe on YouTube instead of just listening in your car. Pull over, find us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, then continue going on to work. Anyway, so Tim, um, one, uh, tell people who don't know you a little bit about you, and then uh, two touch a little bit on, you know, uh, why we think you're important for the MSP marketing conversation. <laughs> cool. I'll do, I'll do the best I can with that one. How's that? Uh, so I am, I'm a marketing consultant and an outsourced or, or fractional part-time chief marketing officer. So I primarily work with B2B professional service firms like MSPs, IT consultants, those types of folks, um, who need a marketing leader to accelerate growth without the full-time cost. So I live in I live in three areas of marketing, uh, which I we're, we're at least going to touch on some of these today, which is strategy, which I think of like fuel planning, where you're outlining the vehicles that you're actually going to use. There's all kinds of marketing vehicles and then leadership where, you know, either we jump into the driver's seat or we help guide and coach the owner so that they feel confident in leading their marketing efforts. You got to have all three in alignment for for marketing to work well. Uh, and to maximize ROI. So, <clears throat> you know, I see so many people getting very tactical, taking action immediately with marketing. I've got to be on YouTube. I've got to have a podcast. I got to do my website. I got to be on, on social. And there's just not enough thought into the strategy and the planning behind it. And when that happens, yeah, you got vehicles, but no fuel, and that's not going to work long-term. So, I feel Hopefully like you perfected can... this conversation. Like, I feel like you say this a lot in front of a mirror, the vehicle fuel I, I driver's seat thing. I actually, I say it every morning when I get out of the shower and just stare in the mirror and I just start talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to me, it's very similar to the darts to the dartboard, you know, analogy as yeah. well, where you're just not get going to get the results if you're not aiming. You know, if you're not aiming, you might get lucky every once in a while, but if you're not just you know realizing what you're doing and practicing the motion that repetitively gets you results it's just going to be random yeah well i know one of the things you guys had a, a recent podcast where you talked about avatars and you know your ideal clients if we don't hone in on who those people are we're trying to hit this really broad target and broad target well you can't see the entire picture of a broad target <laughs> which makes it really hard to hit so we've got to you've got to focus in everything from a marketing standpoint starts with your ideal clients if you don't understand who those people are 
everything else is going to be out of alignment. And it's, it's not just what you do with marketing, but it's the sequence of what you do with marketing that's really, really important. And so many people get the sequencing mixed up. So if you haven't listened to our episode on avatars, we, we were talking about honing in on your, on your ideal client, right? Building out exactly who you want to be targeting because as, as MSPs, I mean, for, again, I'm the Apple guy, right? It, we hone in a little bit because we have Apple, but even at that, it could still be too broad from, from many perspectives, right? Um, I know a particular Apple consultant who only does lawyers, like that is honed in a niche, right? If you're an MSP and you're like, I do small to medium business in all of New Jersey, like that's not, that's not an avatar, right? You need to dig in deep. So, so let's, let's table that part. Cause I think we've covered that well in another yep. episode. Um, and if you haven't listened to that episode, uh, download the rest of the library on your favorite podcast app. Um, Shelf. I'm, I'm all about the shameless self-promotions like within the show itself. It's very metal. <laughs> uh, so let's say we have our avatar, Tim, right? Like I know yeah. who I'm going after. And, and, you know, uh, my target is 30-person uh, companies using Macs, graphic design firms in, in Manhattan, right? Uh, I'm looking for the CEOs of these graphic design firms. Usually they're already a designer themselves. So I think I'm kind of honed in on this one a little bit. Okay. Um, and we could probably go deeper, but let's not for the sake of this conversation. What's my next piece of the strategy? Because we've, we've talked to other people in marketing, right? And we know about like making connections and like warming the leads up and like doing this kind of stuff. But like, that's, that, that, that seems very tactical. Um, there may be something before it that we're missing. There might be something in between yeah. that we're missing, like help fill in some of those blanks for us. Yeah. So, um, there are a couple things that immediately come to mind. Um, one, once you know who your ideal clients are, you want to start to hone in and I call this an ideal client GPS. All it is, is a list of where the heck those people are. Where do they congregate online, offline, just start with the list, right? So, um, I'll give you an example. We have a client, um, who is there, she's a CPA and a, a tax advisor. She targets, uh, veterinary practice owners. When we started working with her, this is super sophisticated. Okay. It's a Google doc. All right. It is about 25 pages of all the places the veterinarians are. We're talking associations they belong to trade shows, events that they go to, um, influencers in the space that they may follow websites or email lists that they're subscribed, that they subscribe to YouTube channels, you know, social groups that they're involved in. You start to look at um, providers like um, manufacturers in the space, uh, distributors in the space. I mean, people, other people that serve and call on vets. Who are those people? 25 page list. Are you going to target all of those? Heck no, you're not. But you now know when you go back to that list, you're going to fish where the fish are every time. Yeah. I'm not going into a small business owner group hoping that I'm going to talk to a vet. I know that when I go to this event, all I'm talking to is vets. I, right. I, like, I can't help but bump into a veterinarian. That's what we talk about when we really hone in on targeting our marketing. Don't target broadly. Go where the fish are. Man, if I want to catch trout, I'm going to go down to the freaking trout farm and stick my line in the water. I know I'm going to catch trout. I'm not wasting my time catching fish that are not going to be a good fit. So once you've honed in on that avatar, create that list. 
now you now you have choices. Which of the things on this list do I want to start to test and get out and, and get out in front of? That's the next place that we lead to once we've identified who those ideal clients are. I've got my list. Now, before I actually go out and start to take action, I need to create a message. What's my marketing message to that audience going to be? And look, I'm not going to single out MSPs uh, in, for this conversation because I see this in almost every industry. But if just as a test, when you're done listening to this or right now, pause it, go, go pull up five of your competitor sites, take the logos off and tell me if you can identify who the heck they are. My guess is most of them are saying the same darn thing. It's just, it's a slightly different flavor, but it's the same message. So I, I have something on that, but I want to come back. I want to come back to this. You said uh, you were talking about vets and you and you, <laughs> you said vet influencers and I cannot get the concept of that out of my head. I'm trying to think of like who, like I'm, I'm picturing like a, like a, like a TikTok person being like, I'm here to sell you. Like, it's just like, it's not working for me. Um, the, the, the website thing is actually really interesting. So uh, ACES conference one, 2015, we had uh, a branding and marketing person on this wonderful woman, Pia Silva. And she actually did exactly that. She pulled random, because we gave her the list in advance, she pulled random uh, attendees' websites, took off all of our logos, and put them all up on the screen. And they all yeah. looked the exact same. And what pissed me off more than anything else was that she put mine on there also. And I was like, <laughs> I thought we were friends, man. Like, what happened? <clears throat> and so, and so, yeah. So I re we, we, we rewrote all our content only to find out like one of my good friends, Tim stole all of my content and has it on his because he's in a, he, I'm in New Jersey, he's in Washington. And then we found out some guy in like Reno, Nevada, Reno, Nevada stole it from him and like tweaked his version of my version. Like, yes, you're right. I, I, there is a point where I think in terms of messaging, like there's only so much that unless we really hone in and talk about, and this is what we're going to get into. Like, how many times have we seen a website for an MSP being like, I'm smart and I'm responsive and like, I get to your tickets quickly. Like we all say that, right? Yeah. Like there, everyone needs to have uh, a, a U, I'm pretty sure UVP, right? Unique value proposition. What makes you different? This guy who's the Mac lawyer guy, there's no other Mac lawyer guys. He goes to all the law conferences. He does, mm -hmm. he, he probably has lawyer influencers on TikTok. I'm going to sell you this law book. Sorry. Um, but like he, that's, that's his thing. Like, I think this guy's got it honed in tight. However, here's my kick. And this is, and, uh, and we can come back to this part later. Is he limiting himself? That's a common roadblock. I'm, my answer to that would be no. Um, because it, I would look, hope so. <laughs> the reality is, what his message resonates so much better with the with the target market that he's focused on my my guess i don't know this guy but what i have seen is he's generating more leads and he's converting a higher number of those leads to clients um here's the other thing just because you hone in on a specific market doesn't mean that those are the only referrals you get you're still going to get referrals and you can choose whether you want to to do that business right but here's the other thing too 
if if he starts plateauing in the in the attorney market okay cool he's nailed the attorney market now i'm going to go out and i'm going to nail the architect market or the design the graphic design market you can always expand if you need to right but think about think about uh amazon amazon when they first started was not the freaking behemoth that they are today they were they were an online bookseller man that's what they did they sold books online that was their niche now they have since expanded into every single thing out there um <laughs> but that's not how they started they right. started with a niche and they nailed it and you know the here's the other thing to consider most of us as an msp how many clients do you need a year to really transform your business the answer for most is not a lot and if it's not a lot do you really need to target broadly i mean if there's a conference okay. if there is a conference around the specific niche you're thinking about my answer is it's big enough. It's big enough for somebody to have an event around it. So there's certainly more than enough people for you to target in that audience. So go narrow now, because here's the other thing. When you focus, things become much easier. Yeah. You're not so overwhelmed with, oh my God, I could be here. I could be here, 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 here. No, it's a limited list. Much, much easier. Life becomes way, way easier. So I, do you guys want to interject in that? I... Well, I would just say that, um, you know, when you're talking about messaging and, and niching down, I think one of the primary reasons, and Tim, you, you're the expert, so, so tell me, one of the reasons for niching down on your messaging is to make that messaging more effective so that when it's hitting that audience, it's actually having more of an impact. 100%, right? Because the... The language you use for an attorney might be different than, fr frankly, we know it's different than if you're trying to reach doctors, right? Yeah. Attorneys talk about clients, doctors talk about patients. You know, if you're outreaching to doctors and you're talking about clients, <laughs> they're gonna be like, dude, where is this guy from? Um, so you know, it helps you really understand their lingo, how they communicate it because our message needs to be in their words, not ours. When, when the message is in their words, they're like, oh my gosh, like Tim's talking to me, Justin's talking. Was Eric in the meeting we had last week? Like he's talking about all the stuff that we were just talking about. That's what we wanna have happen. And there's, that's, it's impossible for that to happen until we understand who those ideal clients are. I, I need Eric, I need you to put, I need you to put hashtag truth bomb right after that sentence that Tim said <laughs> about, about talking in the client's language, right? Cause that is, <clears throat> you were talking about lawyers and like the one thing that always, that always gets me is how lawyers bill every six minutes, right? They, if anyone knows this, uh, most law firms while they're working, they get a pop-up on their screen every six minutes. Are you still working on this project? And they have to hit yes. That's how they track their time, right? No other industry does that right? No. A gra graphic design firms, marketing agencies don't do that. So like, that's a great thing. Like you have to know that industry well enough and speak in their language. I think that's one of the reasons why that we do pretty well with nonprofits, because I can speak nonprofit. I understand the difference in a nonprofit when it comes to uh, operating expenditures versus capital expenditures. As it, re as it relates to their 
guide star rating. So for anyone who doesn't know, if you're working with a nonprofit, they're rated, there's a website, I think it's just guidestar.org, and it's their total revenue minus their operating expenses. To, and that profit margin is where they fall within the guide star rating. But there's a loophole, which is if it's a capital expenditure, they don't have to. If you don't work with nonprofits, you don't understand the words that I'm saying right now. <clears throat> but if you want to work with nonprofits, you need to understand those words because that's part of your messaging when you're talking to them. Yep. When you're pitching the CFO who's going to sign off on your contract, you need to explain to them that you understand the difference. And here's how you're going to help them by taking care of their stuff and not affecting their operating expenditures. Like this is what we're talking about when it comes to messaging. So one of the things that comes up is people often ask, well, like, so how do I do that? So here's two super tactical ways that um, the MSPs that are listening to this can, can take. One, take the time to interview your ideal clients. Ten, the more you can, the more you can do this, the better. But if you can do ten to fifteen of those, the information you will get from that, if you this is the if that's the one thing you do from this this episode, it will be absolutely invaluable. Take the time to talk to them. Um, how did they find out about you? You know, what was the buying process like? Why did they choose you? What was the problem that they were having? What, what result are they now experiencing? What's the benefit? What's life look like now? You want to hear all of that in their language. The other thing you can do is look at online reviews. Online reviews are a treasure trove of valuable information because oftentimes people talk about what they didn't like. They talk about what they liked. They talk about the problem they had. I'll give you a, a perfect example. We worked with a, uh, a residential siding contractor. Um, this was before the pandemic. It was like four or five years ago. And man, contractors are notorious for the same thing we already touched on. You go to like siding, you know, residential siding Denver, they all say the same thing, like high quality siding, number one siding contractor in Denver. It's like, who cares? Like that is not about me. It's about them. Our message needs to be about the client. So we started looking through their reviews and there was a woman in there who said one of the best things about these guys was they treated my house like it was their own. That's it. Simple, very simple. But don't we all want a contractor working on our house who's going to treat it like it's their own? Because, I mean, it's not like they're throwing their crap all over their own house. It's not like they're doing a bad job on the work that they do for their own house. They're taking that meticulous time and detail to do the job right. And that was it. That became their core message because high quality siding and showing up on time, like, you know what? That's table stakes. Everybody expects that. It's not a differentiator. What's a differentiator is we're going to treat your house like it's our own. So that's just, an, that's just a simple example, but that's what we want to do. Our message needs to focus on the clients and how we can help them because they really, at the end of the day, they don't care about us. Right. That's it. I'm wondering now, Eric, I'm wondering what our messaging needs to be for this podcast. Because like we're, our whole podcast is we're helping MSPs, but there's plenty of podcasts that help MSPs. Our messaging needs to be tweaked a little bit. We can even let's have a business meeting right here. Um, so if we were to take a vote on, on, on our messaging, like we're helping MSPs with knowledge and humor. Like I don't really 
we we I, this this can be a good example like for people to listen like how do you figure that out right we don't have any reviews to work on um right. well and so we'll early on what do you mean we have those here's the five thing. star reviews yeah but here's the thing you well justin i know you're i know you're an msp eric do you have an msp or you just work in the space so i i was an msp now Got i it. work on the vendor side in the space yeah so this is a perfect example you guys are already you already have experience being your own ideal listeners here right so you have that experience what are the things that MSPs struggle with that you can help them with through the podcast, right? It's from what I know of the space, right? There's a lot of great tech people, but man, the, the running the business side of it, the marketing side of it, like that's not their thing, right? They need help to level up those skills or at least get the guidance to know where to go to get the help that they need, right? So I don't, one of the initial things that's coming to my mind right off the bat is you're just, I mean, you're just helping them run a better business, right? You're making business easier for them. Uh, life is hard enough in the IT space. I mean, you're getting calls, people going, man, my, my stuff is down. <laughs> my, I am out of business right now. You need to fix this now. Like the rest of their business sh shouldn't be difficult, right? The easier you can make that, man, the easier their life is, right? <laughs> So uh, yeah, hundred percent. Sorry, I was getting messaged. <laughs> My phone keeps going off. Um, <laughs> do not disturb. So yeah, I mean, that, and that's exactly what this is, right? I think we should. I think that all things MSP should become now all things marketing. I couldn't figure out an S and the P was going to be procurement, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what we're trying to do here. When we told this to the listeners, like, if you have questions, we want you on the show. There's a link in the, the description down below and on the YouTube, like. We want to bring you on the show and talk about the problems that you're having, which is what I think is our, our UVP, our unique value yeah. that we want to bring. We're not just going to keep blasting you with experts like Tim. We want to bring you on the show uh, to talk about your specific problems, kind of like a like an old helpline back in the day. <laughs> like I'm thinking like a 1990s helpline. Oh, my Lord. That should be a great like <laughs> – I'm thinking this is the stuff where like – the the intro music now just needs to be like a phone ringing like <laughs> like, like a, like a call bank <laughs> sorry i'm di i'm diverging off of this okay so we have our we have our 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 avatar we understand that we need to work on our messaging so yeah your first your first uh, uh tactical item is interview your existing clients to find out why they why they went with you, what their pain point were that you made, because you may be with a client for 10, 15 years, you don't remember, um, and get those, and get that language from them, because you wanna, yes. most likely, and if I'm interpreting this correctly, if you're working with a particular firm, type of firm or vertical, whatever the language they use, the other firms that you wanna work with are going to use the same language. Yes. Right, okay. Yeah. So, and you, you hear about the problem, right? In their words, what was the problem you were having? Like, why did you reach out to us? Right. You have to understand that. So we've now, we've now constructed this messaging. We know what we want to say. How do we get it out there? Who are we telling it to? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where the ideal client GPS, right? That list comes into play. Um, so that you can choose what's going to make the most sense for you. 
Um, and then you gotta, you gotta put that plan together. Like what is your plan going to be so that you know where your priorities are? Cause the thing with marketing, especially today, there's so many different channels and so many different tactics. If you don't have a plan that outlines what your priorities are, you're going to be like a squirrel chasing a nut. Like you're going to be chasing every shiny object that comes across your, your computer screen. And that's going to be daily. So you have to have something that allows you to eliminate that distraction. And that's what plans do for you, right? They outline your priorities so that you have clarity. And when we have clarity, it reduces our stress. So we got to put a plan together. Um, if you want, I, look, I use a 90 day marketing plan for our business, for our clients. If you want, I can walk, walk the audience through the, those six steps to try and help people with that. If we, if we've got time for it, I don't know. Timekeeper, Eric, what do you got? We got time? Oh, I think you're muted, dude. Can't hear you. All right. Now you're going to edit. Oh, well, because I have the tornado blowing in the background, which is why, <laughs> you know, I, I, we muted have time. Myself. I think you were trying to say we have time. So I was saying we're getting close on time, but this is our podcast. We decide what time is. <laughs> yeah. So our podcast. All right. Yeah. All right, Tim, let's, <laughs> let's do the first, let's do the first three and that we will leave people hanging because then they need to call you to get the other three. Right. So there you go. There's. Yeah, uh, yeah, we can do that. Um, here, let's do this. Let's do the last three because I think okay. those are probably where we're going to get the most value. Perfect. Um, so the last three steps. One is you have to understand where you're starting from. You have to get a baseline. So you've got to do an audit or you know an assessment of what you're what you're currently doing from a marketing standpoint, and what you continue to do. What do you have in place? Think of this like your GPS. It can't tell me how to get to the airport until I tell it where I'm starting from. Same thing with the plan. You, in order to craft your plan, you have to know your starting point. So that's the, that, that's the fourth step in the six step plan. The fifth step is what are my priorities for the next 90 days? This is where you're gonna be outlining what, what am I gonna focus on in the next 90 days? The biggest question I get here is how do I know what to focus on? Here's the lowest hanging fruit. One, we've already talked about target market and your message. If you do not have those two things, go back to the starting line and do that. Because if you just skip it, you're going to waste time and money and you're going to come back to it six months, nine months, 12 months, however far out, you're going to come back to it at some point and go, my God, I should have done that. I just wasted all this time and money. Second, your website. Even if you're a hundred percent referral, People are not just picking up the phone and calling you or emailing you. They're going online to check you out. If your website has lousy messaging, they don't see the value. It looks like it was built in 1995. You're not, you're losing business and you don't even know it. Okay. Website's super important. Everything you do from a marketing standpoint drives people back there. So think of it like the hub. The third thing that's low hanging fruit is what's already working. People are always focused on what do I need to do next? What new thing should I be doing? When the reality is there's something that's already working in our businesses. And I guarantee you, it's not fully optimized. Guarantee it. Like, I can't tell you how many people I talk to who are like 80% of their leads are referral. And I'm like, how do you like, what's your system for that? How do you do that? What do you mean? When do you ask for referrals? We don't ask. It just happens because we do great work. 
Well, what would happen if you actually asked throughout the, 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 the customer journey? If you had a referral program or you, you, know, you reached out strategically to referral partners, right? There are gaps in what's already working. Fill those gaps. You're going to get much quicker results starting there. The other one related to that is what used to work that you stopped doing because that happens too. So those are, those are four pieces of super low hanging fruit for your first 90 days. The last step is the metrics. What numbers am I going to track? So many people don't track numbers or they track the wrong numbers. To me, uh, there's tons of vanity metrics in marketing. Like I don't care how many followers you have on Facebook. Like if you're not generating leads from that, that are becoming clients, then who cares? So three metrics that, that are an easy place to start. How many leads are you generating each month? Where are those leads coming from? So what's the lead source? When I understand the lead source, I'm starting to get information about which marketing activities are actually working. And the third is how many new clients with how many new clients and how many leads I know what my conversion rate is. You can track a ton of other metrics. Those are the three best places to start. So that's the last part. Did I do that concisely enough? Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. All I was right, just cool. texting Eric because I don't want to. I don't want his tornado blowing. But I was like, I was like, starting on number four, I feel like we're doing like a Star Wars thing, which might be the title <laughs> of the episode. It's Star Wars. A I think we one. can. I think we can throw a Star Wars theme in here. We can. <laughs> it's your YouTube channel. I don't care if you get it pulled down. It's not on me. Um, <laughs> no, but that's awesome, Tim. And I, I, I think there's a lot to be said here. And again, you know, marketing for MSPs is is, is such a broad thing. But the points that you're making here of using the, the marketing GPS, as it were, honing your messaging, honing your avatar or who your target market is going to be. Like if you, the listener, think about this, right? You went within the episode today with him and a previous episode with Paul Green, like your marketing efforts went from a funnel that's four, 45 miles wide to like pinpoint accuracy to be able to get more clients because... Now you know who you want, how to talk to them, and what to do, right? So right here, I don't, I don't know what episode number we're up to at this point. It's already feel, it already feels like we've been doing this for for three years. But like within the short amount of episodes we have, everyone who's listening right now should be able to get at least ten new clients just from this information alone. This this stuff is so important. Excuse me. This stuff is so important for businesses to understand. I, I implore you to take a quarter of your week and work on your business and work on things like this. Reach out to people like Tim and and, and his company, Rialto Marketing, for help. I mean, you got to pay them, but like, it's worth it. Like, come out, you know, go for them to help. These these resources are there. And Tim, I mean, Tim, you've been doing a lot of work. You said earlier with a lot of MSPs. I know you and I are doing some work together and you've worked with a couple of my friends. Like, work with people like Tim, like Paul, who, who work within the space, who understand it. If you can't do it yourself, there's a reason why you're not in marketing. You're in a, you're, you own an MSP. There's a reason why Tim is in marketing. There's a reason why I'm not in marketing. Uh, I'm in business coaching. We'll go with that. Uh, Eric, you have anything else you want to say? Or is the tornado still like black? It's not a real, for the, for the listeners, it's not a real tornado. Eric is safe at home. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's true. Yeah. I should explain just briefly. It's the air conditioning. My third floor, when it's the only thing being air conditioned, has two vents. And so the entirety of the AC system is blowing through those two vents when my zone is the only zone that's on. Yeah. But I mean, I think this is a great episode. I think it's a great uh, way to kind of continue on the topics that we've had in terms of marketing. And I think to that point, you know, what you said earlier, Justin, um, marketing is one of the biggest things that MSPs just don't know how to do because they've never had to do it before. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, everyone, listen, thank you so much. Tim, uh, where can people find you online and hire you immediately to help them with their marketing? <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, there's two places they can go. RialtoMarketing.com. That's R-I-A-L-T-O Marketing.com. You can connect with me there. The other thing I'll make available to your audience is at RevenueRoadblockScorecard.com. At RevenueRoadblockScorecard.com, we put together a, a tool there where you can diagnose which of the nine revenue roadblocks is slowing down your growth. It takes less than five minutes, really hones in on the nine things that we see slowing down growth. Reports customized based on your answer, so go check it out at RevenueRoadblockScorecard.com. Justin, Eric, thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed connecting with you guys, so thank you. Tim, that's awesome. Thank you so much for, for offering that to all of our listeners. Uh, for everyone else, don't forget to like and subscribe. Follow us. Join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash all things MSP, or just search all things MSP or search for Eric Anthony. You'll find it because he's the admin of the group asking uh, questions all the time. Uh, we're on YouTube. We're on your favorite podcast app. We're on Spotify now, right, Eric? Yes. Thumbs up. We are. Yeah, oh, wow. We're, Spotify, we're really Google, Spotify, Google, <laughs> Audible, and, uh, of course, Apple Podcasts. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. Get the messaging out there. Get your friends listening. My mom listens to this show and she doesn't understand anything we're talking about. It's totally okay. <laughs> Get out there uh, and hope everyone else enjoys their day. That's it for us. Bye.